The children. Okay, time for bed, Timmy. Why? Because you need your rest. Why? Because if you don't get some sleep, you'll be grumpy in the morning and nobody likes a grump. Why? Because people who are grumpy yell and scream and nobody likes them. Why? Ah! The children. You think you're in charge? Mom, where's my breakfast? Mom, where's my clothes? Mom, where's my lunch? children. They're cute. They're small. They're relentless. Bobby, be careful with that milk. <laughs> you keep telling yourself it's only a movie. Bobby, it's not. But it's not. Yes, once you experience the children, your life will never be the same. And coming soon... So, hey, Dad, can I have, like, the keys to the BMW or what? The Teenagers! <laughs> from Reality Films. Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show.com. Presents the sweet sound of success. The tune voted best. The number one tune this week. Country, Yossi, and the Stiebelhoppers. And I couldn't have came along at a better time. I was learning in the Stiebel late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. All the sputum from the shells began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, they did a stiebel hop, a stiebel hop. It's a hard dance to top. They did a hop. Once you start, you can't stop. They did a hop. They did a stiebel hop. Wow. Then Bubba Comet jumped down from the wall. Wow. Bubba Basra dancing into the hall. Wow. But Bubba Mitzia just after Lucas was wow. out busy dancing with Masech the Brachas. They did a hop. They did a stiebel hop, a stiebel hop. It's a hard dance to top. They did a hop. Once you start, you can't stop. They did a hop. They did a stiebel hop. Wow. The Mishnayis were having fun. The Seum had just begun. The Gaboyim walked in and they took one look and they chalished one by one. The whole town with Bavali jumped down from the shelf, which left you to Shalmi all by itself. Then they formed a big circle and they danced the night through, so I got up to join them for a record or two. We did a stiebel hop, it's a hard dance to top. We did a hop, once you start you can't stop. We did a hop, we did a stiebel hop. Out from this forum shrunk a voice did ring Seems it was troubled by just one thing In a voice so loud that it couldn't be missed It said, whatever happened to the Holly Roll twist? It's now the hop It's now the Stiebel hop The Stiebel hop It's a hard dance to top It's now the hop Once you start you can't stop It's now the hop it's now the Stiebel Hop. Well, now my Stiebel is famous, you can well understand. The Stiebel Hop is the hit of the land. If you want to learn it, we'll be happy to do. When you get to the Stiebel, tell them you'll see sent to you. Then you can Stiebel Hop. It's a hard dance to top. Then you can hop. Once you start, you can't stop. 
Then you can Stiebelhahn. Kim's on your tongue in the Stiebelhahn. Forget making the Kazaska. What's for a chardash? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio. Tune in. Amazon Music, Patreon, SoFo Channel, Acast, uh, Radio Public, Listen Notes, Zencaster, Substack, Pocket Cast. Yeah, I'm broadcasting live from the pit of hatred. That would be Flada, where um, uh, I'm going to get to that later. But just a real quick delve into the. Oh, hey, did I mention yeah, it's Halloween? Guess what I'm going to play? I'm going to have to indulge the Halloween holiday. Because uh, I wasn't feeling <laughs> all that great this week. <clears throat> but I figured I might as well get a... Uh, I haven't done a, a Halloween thing. Jeez, uh, in about five years. I kept rerunning the uh, special I did. Where I start. I started talking like Casey Gasham. And I'm, I'm buried out in uh, Oslo. Who put me in Oslo? And, and, and the next song we're going to hear is uh, Xanadu. They must have paid him a lot of money. I remember when that song came out, <laughs> to my chagrin, and he said, and Xanadu's coming up to charge it around uh, number 10. And I'm like, he couldn't stop talking about Xanadu. I'm like, man, that guy sure likes Xanadu. And then when I grew up, when I became a, an adult, I realized they were paying him lots of money. You know, oh, you're here to Xanadu. Uh, so maybe I'll play uh, some of the bits on that. And, uh, but so the thing is, uh, my Halloween bits are dated in some respects. So I don't know. I'll see. Uh, maybe I won't play Halloween bits. You know something? I can't stand the holiday. <laughs> so it's not even a holiday. It's a marketing scam. And, of course, we've got uh, Thanksgiving coming up and, uh, and Christmas and Pesach. And then... 2024, it's don't say no. It's the end of the world. You know, what, you know why? Because the the the, uh, I'm I'm a scared. Well, I'm a scared for all of you, and I'm a scared for because uh, because I'm gonna die, so I don't care. But for me, but for all of you, all of my friends and loved ones, everybody out there, everybody who listens to this show, I'm afraid for all of you, because if you're young and you have your health. Uh, it's not going to do you much good if uh, Biden doesn't get in again. And I am not thrilled with him. But uh, we have to have him. We have to have our democracy because they're just going to tear it up. That is the plan. Dismember admin- the administrative state. And you can see what's going on. If they're starting already with the uh, re- Republican, with the Speaker of the, ho- the Hoose. Speaker of the Hoose. It was good to see that uh, nobody likes... Even Republicans don't like uh, Jim Jordan. What an asshole. Uh, what scares me most of all, it isn't so much the Republicans and, and their intent and uh, their, their plans. It, what scares me most of all is the uh, lackadaisical complacency of the Democratic Party. And I'm not talking about my Democratic friends who work very, very diligently, work hard, they canvas, they make the phone calls, which that, that doesn't work anymore. Those phone call things, they don't work. Phone calls and, 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 and texting, that makes all it does is make people hate you. Uh, it's, you know, because we have no other way of communicating, I guess. 
They don't want to buy a billboard. They don't want to buy a sign. And especially, you know, I just heard that Joe Biden's uh, campaign chest is $72 million. Well, okay, so that's pretty small for a campaign. But $72 million? Let's take 10 of that and make it $62 million. Let's take 10 of that, put that aside. That'll get us four or five radio stations. Okay? And then we're good. And then, but, but you have to get the radio stations in a red area. Where it's like a farmer green jeans. That, that sort of thing. Got to start there. Because that's where they go. And that's how they got like this uh, murderer. Where was it? Chicago? Chicago? This, 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 did you see this guy? Who, 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 who stabbed a little boy. A sweet little boy. He stabbed him uh, uh, a lot of times. And um, who directed him to do this? Uh, I'm not going to say his name, even though it is a funny one. Uh, but the little boy's name was Wadia Al-Fayoum. And he was only six years old and just a, just adorable. And this pig, this disgusting worm. And if you look at the pictures of him, he, he's, he's dirty. He's got sores all over him. He's like, yeah, that's a Republican who listens to uh, whoever the hate talk show host to get on. You know, that's another thing. The, the manager, is, uh, these, some of these radio stations, they'll put you on if you have the money to buy the time. But a lot of times, the money is uh, provided by these organizations and uh, right-wing organizations, and they buy the time for these hate-filled, pus-spewing uh, uh, assholes who, who don't know, they're not even radio people anymore. They only have one purpose in life, and that's to get behind a microphone and, and try to encourage people to kill. Kill, the hatred thing. Uh, that's their job. We need to see some dead thugs littering the landscape in atlanta we need more dead thugs in this city and you know when when they're all done at the end of their show they put their stuff in their briefcase and they go home then they take a little nap or to have a sandwich but look what they leave behind look at this little boy stabbed uh, three thousand times by this creepy old fart that that really uh, you know something he he he's a bum he had no money but if he did he would have been in the villages the villages is calling for you pal white power there you go white power you know something the villages are not cheap oh no and uh they they're, they're going to not just throw the book at him they should have the uh uh, balls penalty where you kick kick somebody in the balls thousands of times until they die that guy yeah and uh and uh, see this is all from hate radio the insurrection all of it was controlled by it was directed by you know you know they had to drive right the ones who drove in their trucks <laughs> got me a truck i screwed a woman i know i'm smart um i said and i said this before if if you look in their trucks whatever station has the hate talkers on it that's the station you'll find that they're tuned to. Any one of these murderers, these killers, that's what they're listening to because they're being programmed. Because these are mindless little shits that don't have, they have no brains of their own. They have to be told what to do. They, they, they seek directives from a leader, anybody who could give them directions. And uh, that's why they, do, they, they had, uh, you know, have this gay thing for Don Trump.
if Don Trump was in front of him, he pulled his pants down, they'd, they'd lick his asshole and they'd put this, their cock in his ass. That, that's what these Republicans are like. I mean, it's, it's not just a cult. I mean, they're, they're, they're gay for him, especially old men like this guy who should burn in hell. And, and uh, you know, this Halloween, that's the real scary thing. That should scare you more than anything. And we have people like that, that almost half this country is glued to their radio or to Fox News for their next directive on what to do, who to kill, which way to move, who to hate, who to report on, who to snitch on. They're waiting for the next directive. That's how they, because they have nothing else going on in their lives. And I, and I don't like it. I really can't stand it. Well, well you know, if you, if you put that aside, these people are really nice if you really talk to them and don't leave that. No, no, no. They have a killer in, instinct, okay? They wouldn't be able to do it with you. But the, tr the trick is, you see, most of them talk big. They, they won't actually do it. This guy, this guy actually went out and did it. Uh, and other ones do it too, like the, uh, the synagogue. And with the black church, so some of them go out and do it to, uh, when they do it to, uh, for real. And, it's, and it ain't pretty. And this is what we're de dealing with. Now, normally, we wouldn't even be talking about this because it's just a there would be just a small section of our population that's, that's always been there. Uh, but now, because of uh, the lack of responsibility on behalf of the mainstream press, they're in the spotlight. They have center stage now. And they have the support of a former president. They, have, I mean, they never, in a million years, they never thought they'd have the support of a former president. And he doesn't support them. He doesn't give two diddly fucks for those people, those pigs. They're pigs to him. But, but he needs their uh, support. He needs their money. He needs their wallets. And they gladly give it to him. So if you want Halloween, if you want something to scare you, that's pretty scary right there. That's like uh, invasion of the body snatchers where they put a pod next to the person and the person turned into a Republican. Although the, uh, the message of the movie originally in 1956 was that they turned into a communist. Now it turns you into a Republican because they're the pinko fascists. And by the way, all you old geezers who are right around the right age to have served in uh, maybe Korea or Nam, but didn't, but didn't. Yeah, but didn't. Uh, take the stickers off your car and and take a take that that cap off because uh, everybody everybody knows you're a faker. It won't see you in a VA hospital. Won't see you in a VA clinic. No, but we'll see you in the grocery stores. We'll see you in the gun stores. We'll see you driving up and down the street as a fake patriot. Why? Because Fox News and the radio stations call you a patriot. I'm a patriot. Or. I'm a patriot. <laughs> you faker fucks out there. Now, next time you watch a, 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 a there's a there's a series coming up uh, about the uh, South Pacific theater in World War Two, uh, which uh, and I saw a, a little picture preview of of it. And <laughs> much as I like the plane, it was there was something that was out of place already. I mean, come on, Tom Hanks. Usually you're pretty accurate with these things. But then again, maybe he is. I, I don't know. It was a B-17. Now, B-17s were, were flown in the European theater uh, in, uh, you know, uh, Germany and Italy and uh, uh, France and England, all that. 
Not so much in the South Pacific. South Pacific had the B-24s and B-25s, uh, a whole different lineup of planes. They had Corsairs uh, as opposed to uh, Europe had the uh, P-51s. I mean, I'm not saying it was solid that way. They they mixed up, and you could still there was still some there. So maybe the picture that the, I saw, there just happened to be a B-17 in the picture. Uh, but that's not what you saw out there. Uh, just ask Suds who passed away. <laughs> Suds was, uh, he was a turtle. If you're in a service, you know what that means. It looks really good. It's just, uh, I want some P-17 doing in it. And as I went at a, the uh, gunship, it's one of the coolest looking gunships that we ever produced. I mean, the B-24 was like, yeah, it was ugly, you know. Uh, but B-17 was uh, a, re a redone, kind of like a Douglas like a dc3 or something like that it was just a little more streamlined a little bit cooler and like the, the movie uh, 12 o'clock high which i just saw the movie again went quick, quick, quick. and uh and that's it still holds up for 1948 that's uh, a good movie uh and the show's just as good too but we got people out there just because uh they watch tv and what is it i no. watched it on tv yeah people like that uh, that say they, they served their country and they didn't uh, just to just to qualify their stupidity their their, their really low life opinions of what's going on and and here's another thing because and I'm saying this because I've been to the local DAV <clears throat> here in my area uh, disabled veterans and, um, and these guys these guys most of them are Vietnamers and uh, and they're older guys. And here I am, a trans woman going in there with my walker and everything. And uh, very gracious, very cool guys. They, they're very nice people in there. And, and they're not like, I mean, I'm pretty sure they watch Fox News or something like that. But they're not like the ones you, like this guy in Chicago. They're not like that. They, you know, they have th their own mind. They know, they, know what to, they know what they're doing in their life. So, uh, and they treat other people with care and decency as they would like to be treated themselves. And they have earned it more than these other slobs that live in uh, the villages. White power! Yes. There you go, white power! The villages are the most disgusting place on earth. And, and, and there's a lot of them probably going, that have probably uh, veterans events going on there with, you know, douchebags who, uh, you know, never went to an enlistment office or somehow skirted draft or something they'll go there like yeah remember you know what i was over there yeah uh because they have to look good with with their fox news and uh the, yeah, not I, it was such a pleasure to be with the dav because those are the real guys There's no fucking around there that's that's the guys and you know something <laughs> i was on a ship i was on the uss forestall when i was i just gave my age away <laughs> And uh, uh, there's a guy in there because uh, he saw my hat. And I'm like, wow. He, and he said, wow. You know, we haven't seen anybody from that ship in over 40 years. It was, it was very cool. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot to share. That was fun. Nobody gave a shit that I'm a trans woman. We spoke on a, a human basis. We, we just had normal conversations with each other. And that, I think that happens most with, mostly with people when you put them together in a room and you put them in front of each other and you face them off. I think generally uh, they, don't have, they don't have that attitude. It's when that radio goes on. It's what I'm saying. 
So when that radio goes on and that fucking TV to Fox News, it's, it's like they turn into the uh, Walking Dead zombies. We need to see some dead thugs littering the landscape in Atlanta. We need more dead thugs in this city. Oh, and, and that's what you want Halloween? There's your Halloween. There it is. That, by the way, is Neil Bortz out of Atlanta. I think he was on WSB. And uh, he was on there for decades. He was, he was their local hatred personality. And I think, I think he's semi-retired now. But he still goes on there now and then to help encourage death with, each, uh, with uh, other people. Uh, because that's what management likes. Management likes that. Because management supports Don Trump. I don't know who they're going to support next year because it doesn't look like he's going to. I don't know. I mean, he's got uh, all the indictments. It, it looks like uh, well, for anybody else, the world would be collapsing right now uh, <laughs> legally. But for some reason, not with this guy. Not with this fat uh, disease, no. It just keeps right on rolling right along. Oh, yeah, the judge fined him $5,000. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, keep fining him. They can fine him $5,000 a day. He's not going to care because his followers are going to cover that each and every day. He's just going to get more donations. He's going to sell more T-shirts on it. Nope. The only way around it is got to throw him in the can. That's the only way it's going to work. Finding him, it's like finding somebody a nickel a day. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, supporting the Lions, you know, for, for only 19 cents a day. <laughs> so stupid. $5,000. Ooh, okay. It's laughable, really. But these guys like Neil Bortz and, and uh, all the other hate talkers who I will not mention their names... Uh, they're they're allowed to, uh, you know, as long as they can incite terror, incite murder, incite uh, terror in the streets, uh, management is happy. And so is the FCC. The Federal Communications Commission does not care about such things. Just don't say tit. That they monitor very closely. But if you uh, incite murder, if you incite killing, violence, if you incite all of these things, such as Neil Bortz and his colleagues, uh, go ahead. You will face no circumcises. Because back in the day when radio was a real, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) thing uh, prior to the 96 Telecom Act, you did stuff like that on the air. You were not only fired, uh, you were blackballed. You were blackballed like Rush Limbaugh was blackballed back in... uh, 1974, when he got busted for solicitation, which is normally nobody cares, but it was like several hundred times. So then he got fired and he couldn't get a job back on the air until his brother met uh, Papa Bush on the golf course and the rest is history. But yeah, uh, yeah, you, you didn't work anymore. There were some standards back then in radio. Now they're all gone. Just don't... Don't say, you know, the usual seven words. That's a bad thing. People will die if you say those words. But, uh, yeah, at FCC, they're, oh, they're fine with saying stuff like that. Go out and kill people. We need more dead thugs on the street. And you'll buy thugs. (laughs) 
You know he's talking about blacks. They use these little, little happy little code words. But even those are drying up. They're just coming out and saying it now. They're not even using code words anymore. They don't have to. There's no ramifications or ramalama ding-dongs any anymore. Uh, no! But there is some good news. If you, <laughs> if you want a silver lining to any of this. And that would be that uh, uh, several of us, not me, nah, won't do any good anymore. I can barely move. <laughs> but uh, several of us have got uh, shows on the air again. My friend and a great broadcaster, Doug Basham, out in Las Vegas on KSHP. Uh, he's doing great out there. I don't know what happened. He's got, he got sponsors. He's got uh, underwriters, whatever he's got. He's doing quite well. Uh, Randy! You know, she's on uh, Free Speech TV, as you well know. She's got her, she's right up the street, but you won't hear her locally. But she does have some stations she's on uh, on the West Coast, like uh, I think in Washington and Seattle. She doesn't promote them that much, but she is on the air. In a couple of those states. And just came across my desk that uh, our friend and friend of the show, Nicole Sandler, will be on the air in uh, Los Angeles. And she told me to call letters, and I can't remember what it was. But she'll be on in L.A. And, of course, we've got uh, Tom Hartman with around 2 million listeners. There's nothing on the East Coast at all. And I'm still blown away that nothing's on in New York City. Nothing. I guess because maybe you're preaching to the choir up there. Uh, because talk about inciting hatred. Uh, that, that's what the uh, Staten Island cops like to listen to. Uh, WABC. What a, shit, what a fucking shame. It used to be the greatest radio station in the world. And now it's just uh, it's a sewer with a bunch of fat smelly men. You know, the Democrats aren't going to do any radio work. They don't. Well, we firmly believe that the radio stations are a thing of the past and nobody listens to them anymore, except for millions of Republicans. See, I'm done talking. I'm done wasting my breath. I'm going to post my communication strategy one more time. Hopefully that'll help. Maybe somebody will buy. I, I know for sure that Nikki Fried didn't give a shit about it. She took it. She read it, and then she probably threw it away. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, I'm the only one. There are Democratic allies in different clubs that agree with me. They know that's the problem. They can't get anywhere with it. So that's what I say. It's, it's not those Democrats. It's the power part. The higher-up Democrats that don't give a shit about communications. That don't give a shit about putting a sign up anywhere in a school or on a billboard. <clears throat> and like I say, the average person on the street would probably be surprised to learn that the Democratic Party is still around. Moved in my new house today. Moving was hard, but I got squared away. Bill started ringing and changed right loud. I knew I'd moved in a haunted house Still I made up in my mind to stay Nothing was gonna drive me away When I seen something that give me the creep Had one big eye and a two big feet 
stood right still and I did the freeze He did the slow right up to me Made a noise with his feet to sound like a drum Say you'll be here when the morning comes Kitchen, my stove was a blazing hot. The coffee was a boiling in the pot. The grease had melted in my hand. I had a hunk of meat in my hand. From outer space, there sat a man on a hot stove with a pots and That's hot, I began to shout He drank a hot coffee right from the spout He ate the raw meat right from my hand Drank a hot grease from the frying pan He said to me, now you better run Don't be here when the morning comes Jumpin' Gene Simmons from 1964. Yeah, you're listening to the Brit Summer Show, and here we go into this week's mailbag. What do we got here? Oh, it's a it's a letter from Jeffrey. Hello, Jeffrey. Jeffrey writes me about uh, how my uh, downloadable shows, uh, the numbers are out of order, <laughs> and and. Uh, he most adroitly pointed out with his keen eye that uh, they're, they're backwards and, and sideways and my organization is all off. Well, um, you know something, Jeffrey? You're absolutely... Well, here we go. Absolutely correct, sir. Because uh, sometimes I can't think. And when I wrap this show up at the end, I'm like... <sighs> <sighs> yeah, whatever it is. Uh, so, uh, take it as you get it, whatever it is. I'll change them. Uh, I, like I changed last week's to 480. Uh, uh, it's 481. This is show 481 for all of you out there that are keeping count, like Jeffrey. Uh, th- but thank you for bringing that to my attention. And it's really nice to know I have a listener out there that listens that that uh, adroitly, that really pays close attention to the show. And, uh, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'll make it a point to be more careful when I number the shows anyway uh one thing you're not going to see on the news you're not going to see a mention of it on uh any of the pharmaceutical or insurance sponsored cable news channels any of them you'll never see a story about mary lou retton remember mary lou retton in the 1980s and 1984 and the olympics and and she was uh, uh, an olympic champion she got on the box of wheaties and she was like, uh, you know, for a little while, she was America's sweetheart. And uh, <laughs> I often wondered what happened to her because she was all over the place at one time, sponsoring this, uh, announcing this, uh, whatever it was. Uh, and lately, she's been sick. And uh, she had, uh, what, was she, what did it have? It's a, a rare form of pneumonia. 
And that means well, she's broke. She's broke. Mary Lou Retton, the star of the 1984 Olympics, and just a seat everywhere on uh, 1980s television and not right into the 90s. Uh, how she went broke, uh, well, <laughs> one reason is the uh, pharmaceuticals and, and the insurance companies. And as a, with a strange train of events, look who's pitching for an insurance company. Although, uh, explanation in due course would be that it's not really an insurance company. It's, it's a junk insurance company where they give you, if you go to the hospital, give you 50 bucks. <laughs> it's not even worth it. Uh, to tell you how bad Physicians Mutual is, it's the insurance that uh, Trump wanted to get rid of Medicare and replace it with that. Or the, the the other one that that's just a, a criminal, but yeah. So they they drained her accounts while she was in there, and uh, and she went broke. Her her daughters were uh, begging for money on uh, GoFundMe accounts. I mean, it's really criminal. This is a a, a worldwide famous uh, Olympics champion. Can you imagine? You you know, then that tells you what happens to just regular people who who don't have insurance. That's why there's so many homeless people. It's not so much that they may have lost their job or something like that. A lot of them are homeless because they got sick. America's greatest country in the world, boy. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck do you know? You say that until you get sick. Now she's pitching that. It would seem to me uh, an agreement was made that she or she would have all her uh, medical bills paid by them, which that, that's something they don't normally do. But uh, to have her be spokeswoman, uh, they would do that probably. It's probably what they did. I don't know. I don't know the inside of that. It's kind of weird. But she was on life support. And you could tell because when you see these commercials, I don't understand how much longer they can run because she's still very, very ill, and uh, she could drop, she could die anytime. Uh, look at her mouth; it's like warped on one side. You could see where she had the breathing tube, like they just ripped it out of her because this company might have just came to her, said, "Look, we'll pay your bills, uh, pitch our uh, junk insurance company." And what else? What else was she to do? I mean, what would you do, right? At the 1984 Olympics, Ritten became the first American woman to win the all-around gold medal or any individual Olympic medal in gymnastics. Going into the final rotation of the competition, she was five hundredths of a point behind Romania's Ekaterina Zabo. I don't know if I'm reading that right. And the only way she could beat Zabo was uh, to score a perfect 10 on vault. Uh, Ritten scored a perfect 10. She won five medals. In Los Angeles, including two silvers, and, and she won a whole bunch of things. In addition to earning her traditional trappings of the Olympic gold, uh, like appearing on uh, Wheaties boxes, she widely viewed, was widely viewed as an inspiration to a new generation of American girls entering gymnastics. Even as the American gymnastic program grew and the country won more medals, including Team Gold in 1996, Retton's prominence remained for 20 years. Retton, now 55, <laughs> she's young was the only American woman to win an all-around title until Carly Patterson became the second in 2004. See, and, and, and even in the article, they're not even really saying, where'd the money go? That's how much it is to have no insurance. And that's why, even though I'm not religious at all, uh, I, I say I thank God and I thank Yeshki above. I think uh, the, 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 the mystical things in, uh, above in the sky for the Veterans Administration, for... for 
I mean, if, if you don't believe what I'm saying, take a look. I'm still saying it, okay? I would have been dead if it wasn't for them. I really would have been dead. I'm very happy with the professional service they provided me to keep me alive. Because at the time, I had a choice, okay? I could have got this steroid infusion, which made my stomach stick out like as big as... Because of, uh, blew it up like a, a dollar store happy, happy birthday balloon, okay? Just went, and I said to them, what are you doing? What are you doing? I worked really hard to get flat, okay? I was 148 when I walked in. And uh, turns out, because they didn't say, they just did it, all right? And uh, I said, why, why are you doing this to my stomach? And what it was doing, it was pulling my, my, my skin away from the, the, the T7 vertebrae in my, in my back, which is where the tumor was. So essentially, they were saving my life. That's, that's the bottom line. You know, I, I, I have every right to tell them to stop doing it. But if I tell, and they would have. But if they stopped, I would have died. I would have been uh, uh, like uh, my oncologist said, if... If I didn't get that operation when I did, I would be a, a quadriplegic. So I, uh, I let him go ahead and do it. Because it turns out the choice I had was uh, be extremely fat and distorted or be svelte and sexy and dead. Uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe I should have took the svelte and sexy. I'd look better than an open coffin that way. Anyway... <laughs> I owe the the VA, I owe them my life. <laughs> I just got to relearn how to live it this way. Because uh, I can't be the uh, little uh, spoiled ingenue I used to be. And people who knew me, <laughs> I was. I was, uh, as they used to call me, little sassy ass. Little Miss Sassy Ass. Well, now I'm just ass. <laughs> and everybody out there that uh, say uh, that lie, and that's where I, what I was talking about before. Some guy called uh, Tom Hartman last week who was a liar, and, and it was a, just a scam call. And uh, he said, you know, Biden spent a lot of money, and let me tell you this, and let me tell you that. Well, he was just talking over him, screaming over him, because uh, he said, the best socialized medicine we have in this country is the Veterans Administration. And then he goes, well, I tell you what, Tom, I'm a veteran too. He was a liar, because it's the best. You know, uh, in all honesty, it wasn't always the best. Uh, Reagan fucked it up. Uh, Reagan and Cheney fucked it up in the 80s. And, and they had a lot of problems. Uh, and then, uh, strangely enough, when uh, George W. came in office, uh, he, they cleaned it up. They did a lot of work putting it back where it should be because of the, uh, all the Gulf Wars that were going on. So we needed a VA. And his administration put the VA back together. I mean, it's a let me let me give you an example, okay? I was in there the other day, uh, talking to my GP um, about my hand. Now my hands are swollen, so we got to figure out what, what's making my hands swollen. I got big meaty hands in, in addition to a big fat belly. I, I'm just a disgrace. I'm I'm disgusting, but I'm not as disgusting as a Republican. So I'm in there the other day. My doctor says, did you get your vaccines yet? And I said, no, not yet. But and before I even got the butt out of my mouth, uh, a, a nurse like descended from the sky. <laughs> Two needles in one arm was the 
uh, a flu vaccine and the other arm was the uh, COVID vaccine, the new one too. Uh, so yeah, they don't screw around there. It's great. It's just wonderful. I'm just a very fortunate person to have it. As a formerly reckless person and uh, undisciplined, uh, crazy person uh, who now has both toes on the ground, I highly recommend to any uh, parents out there that have kids under the age of uh, 18 or around 18 or 19, try to service for a year or two. You can still go to college. You don't have to skip college. They got college in there and they'll even pay for it if you stay in. Really, uh, you want to be covered for the rest of your life and not have any worries? Just uh, go into the service. He could do it for a year now. I mean, it's it's really short. Uh, on me, I think I think it was two years when I was in. Uh, and three years was the standard. But I think now you can join the service for like one year and go into reserves or something. I don't know. They changed the whole thing around. But uh, trust me on that. You'll never have to worry about your your uh, uh, health bills again, if you if you join uh, a- a- any branches of our uh, service. It's just a smart thing to do. And now, back to our Halloween madness show. Wow! I love the costumes. Yes. Oh, what great costumes! You know, this costume was made by my mother. Costume anymore. It's a costume she sold very well. I'm glad we're Halloweening together. Cause where I'm going, I can't tell. Look out! Oh, you telling me the things that are in front of me. Taking my trip or treat. Taking my trip or treat. No visibility. Taking my trip or treat. Tripping everywhere. Taking my trip or treat. He's blind in one eye. Take this message to my mother. I am stumbling everywhere. She could have cut my eye holes back. And I'm tired of not getting any air. No breathing. How long can you hold your breath? Oh, you. Do you have to breathe? I wear that in this costume under the sheet. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. I am blind and I keep tripping over my feet. Taking my trick or treat. Taking my trick or treat. Taking my trick or treat. Vision through people. Taking my trick or treat. Can't see a damn thing in front of me. What's the matter with you? I'm sorry. Sorry. You know, I really couldn't come up with a spectacular college of rock and roll knowledge thing this week, or uh, and nobody of note died in any of the bands we've listened to, but. Uh, I thought about this one. This is this is interesting. Oh, man, dig that crazy chick. Who wears short shorts? We wear short shorts. Yeah, and I used to be able to wear short shorts. We wear short shorts. <laughs> we like short shorts. I can't wear short shorts no more. No!
This song was composed by Bob Bordio of none other than the Four Seasons. You had to start somewhere. At least when he started, he got a hit right out of the box. And the lead singer, of course, is uh, a cat named Al Cooper. Not to be confused with Alice Cooper. No, this is Al Cooper, who had a who had a very distinctive reputation throughout the music business as not to work with this guy. Uh, but this is when he was a kid. I can't wear short shorts anymore. If I tried my short shorts on, it wouldn't fit over one toe. I need, I need uh, several shoe horns. They need a uh, power press to get them on. They would look like mosquitoes. Now, if I could put short shorts on today, I would look like Mr. Beeb, the Michelin Man. <laughs> from 1958 the royalty fast forward 10 years later and uh, Al Cooper somehow wound up uh, I don't know if he wrote this one or not but it's him singing uh, the, uh, uh, for a new band out of New York called BS&T uh, you know them better as Blood Sweat and Tears and it's a good song too and as soon as it became a hit on the charts they fired him because uh, he, he's an asshole can't quit her. She got a hold on me. She got a hand on my soul. I can't quit her. Cause I see your face everywhere I go. In the city streets, in the country field. In the back of my mind, I know it can't be real. For a woman to possess all the tenderness she had. But the hands of time keep ticking at my back. Cause it's been so long since I had a back this sad me. Yeah, I know I can't quit her Cause in my darkest nights You come on like a light I can't quit her Tries to make with all my might She had a woman's touch A young girl's eyes Seconds flat I was proselytized Hands of time keep ticking at my back Cause it's been so long Since I had a back beside me Yeah You love is something Every young boy knows about And a priceless whole soul Best to find some I was a young boy Till I held up I see your face 
Al Cooper, very talented guy, but uh, he uh, didn't get along with many people. You'll see his name on the back of a lot of albums. I know we don't have vinyl albums anymore, which is a shame. That's what was kind of fun to read along, to read the books, or look at the pictures and all that stuff. You know. No! Now you get a thumb drive. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, Al Cooper. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was this week's Brit Summers College of Rock and Roll Knowledge, brought to you by... Bernie! Many thanks to Ernie and to all those who have clicked on the donate button to help me out to keep me alive. And thank you. You're you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. There's still banned books here. They're up to 600 books. This uh, 2 million moms is just two moms. Okay? Everything they're doing is fucking illegal. It's it's unconstitutional. Nothing's being done to, to help us. No, nobody's doing anything to help us, uh, especially the, the uh, FDP. No. But if you want Halloween scary boo-boo-boo, here you go. A very small number of people have made the vast majority of book challenges in Florida. We shouldn't be surprised that just two people... A transplanted New Yorker and an Escambia County English teacher are responsible for almost half of the book-banning attempts made in Florida schools over the, the last year. The two culture warriors submitted about 600 of the 1,100 book challenges made since July 2022. According to a recent Tampa Bay Times investigation, wasting untold hours of school employee time and the taxpayer dollars that pay for it. They're they're part of a small group of Republican-backed scolds who that's good that's a good word who are making Florida school officials afraid to do their job, which which is to educate students, not placate zealots, and that's why we're having that mass exodus out of uh, out of the state. What did I do with that? My, my exodus song. <laughs> Yeah, there they go. There goes the teachers. We're up to about 7,000 of them now. They're doing exactly what the Republican officials leading this state want them to do. It would be comical if it wasn't so goddamn damaging. Last year, at the behest of Ron DeShitty, uh, the state's Republican-dominated legislature passed laws restricting public school lessons about race and racism and gender and sexual identity. Lawmakers required school officials to remove any content deemed to be inappropriate, which is bullshit, uh, and encourage parents to file complaints, which often triggered immediate removal of the, the, the material. But so far, it's only been in complaints of these two uh, bitches. The Times investigation shows it's not all clear if the people making the complaints actually read the books. They should, should be tossed out. And let me, let me I'll clear that up right now. No, they didn't. Uh, no! Consider Bruce Friedman and Vicky Baguette, the two people who filed almost half of the challenges in the state during the last 12 months. Friedman, a 57-year-old former New Yorker who lives in Clay County, uh, is responsible for more than 400 complaints. Many of the challenges provide little more explanation than protect children and damaged souls. Her, her brain is damaged. These people belong in a fucking a, a sane asylum. These people, uh, you know... When I was a kid growing up, you know, these are the people 
my my father, my mother would say, stay away from there. Stay away. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't walk close to that person. Because they probably escaped an insane asylum. And then Reagan closed all the insane asylums. So what do they do? They run for office. Or they become people like this. They run free in the streets. And, and they're insane. They're fucked in the head. They're missing pieces of their brain. Friedman has told Fox News he started his crusades after his teenage son suffered considerable harm while attending New York's public schools. The considerable harm means he's too stupid to learn anything there. He learned about the group while watching Tucker Carlson's show. He yeah, there's his directive. He was told what to do. Time's investigation shows quite clearly how a tiny number of activists can effectively overwhelm a school district, especially when enabled by state leaders. See, that's what's missing with the Democrats. We don't have state leaders behind our backs. We have probably spent more resources on Friedman than anyone else in the history of the school district, says Roger Daly of Clay County. The, the report also shows that the vast majority of parents aren't using book challenges to perpetuate DeSantis's floundering culture war. This isn't a, a, a mass movement. Parents aren't even showing up in big numbers to censor books. But his administration's pretense that uh, they're only empowering parents when the vast majority are indicating they neither want nor need this power is still having a chilling effect on teachers and school districts who are wary of crossing a vindictive state government. In Jefferson County, for example, all school media are closed until the district can inventory its entire catalog. Santa Rosa County quarantined every book. Every book! And the saddest aspect of all is there already is a mechanism to handle complaints about books and other curriculum material. It's called an opt-out, which allows parents to say they don't want their children exposed to specific content, but it has no uh, impact on, on other students. Most schools and teachers already routinely inform parents about materials being used and offer quality alternatives. That's a much better way to empower parents than allowing a few zealots to decide what every student should read. Unfucking believable That's where we're living in this goddamn hellhole. What a shame. That's, well, that's what we got. Boo! There you there. There's your Halloween. It's already done for you. I wonder how many kids are going to dress up as DeSantis. See, he would scare the shit out of me. But you got to remember to put those lift boots on. Those big lift boots that lift you up about three feet. Because DeSantis is a squat midget. Schwarzenegger, then at the party, 20 more Terminator clones are all saying, I'll be back. You'll be something trendy, something scary, no doubt. Like Pee Wee Herman with this thing hanging out. Get a new idea for a costume when you trick or treat. Get a new costume when you trick or treat. Yeah, get a new idea for a costume when you trick or treat. Get a new costume when you trick or treat. Kruger, Jason, or a pregnant nun Forget it, dude, they've all been done Anyway, the chick in the skimpiest costume Will win the contest just like last year It's a given You decided what to go as at the Halloween ball Be the invisible man And not show up at all 
Summer Show. Have you noticed that I haven't brought up the Middle East yet? I'm not going to, and that, and here's why. I, I was doing everything I could possibly do last week to avoid the issue. I, I didn't want to talk about it because uh, there's nothing really you can add to it. And that's why I'm playing all of this uh, uh, humor because uh, it gets your mind off. It's nice to laugh, really. And uh, some some of it's uh, some of it's pretty hilarious. So let's hear more of it now, shall we? Oh, in the name of Allah, you would deploy from the vehicle. What did I do wrong? Please do not kill me. What are those that you are wearing? Oh, these? They are short shorts. Very nice and white. We don't wear short shorts. Oh, but I like to wear short shorts. You are not permitted to wear a short shorts. Oh, but I like to play tennis in my short shorts. Allah says, do not wear short shorts. Oh, I insist on wearing my short shorts. Remove your short shorts. Die. Please understand, the American occupation has ruined my life. Perhaps, but Allah does not agree. You understand, I need my short shorts to relax. I beg you to please release me. No. Please let me go. I give you one jolly ranch and two chico sticks. No. I want you one last time. Remove your short shorts. But that will leave me naked with no short shorts. According to Allah, I must cover my head with your short shorts. I just shaved my legs to wear these short shorts. Are you taking off your short shorts? No. These are my short shorts. Well then, you leave me no choice! Well, that's it. I'm finished. I'm done. Everybody... <laughs> Everybody have a, 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 a nice Halloween, if you can. Whatever that means. Some people really enjoy this holiday. Is it a holiday? Is that what it is? You're going to spend a fortune on candy and... Uh, and uh, uh, whatever it is, it's it. I can think of better holidays than Halloween. It's one of the crappier ones, if you ask me. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I'll see you uh, somewhere in and out and aroundabouts of uh, Halloween, maybe after Halloween, because <laughs> I got so many uh, uh, VA appointments to go to. Uh, October's packed. Um, with scheduled uh, visits to the clinic and to the hospital. So we'll, we'll see if I could uh, pinch out another show for next week. Till then, this is Britt Summer saying... Don't take any bullshit from him. <laughs>